Robert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 157 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor and Damon. What's up, guys? Been a while. I've broken headphones. <laughs> welcome, yeah, broken Damon, headphones. Damon can only hear us intermittently. <laughs> yeah. So, so if he's not answering our questions, it's not that he's ignoring us like he usually does. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a good excuse, though. I should always be yeah. like, I have broken headphones, but no. <laughs> I, I, I was telling them I, the cable's really long and I've just run over it too many times with my chair. <laughs> that's how i gotta get you new headphones now <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta we gotta have functioning headphones for the podcast to work that's yeah i feel like that's that's probably a good idea yeah usually usually one of those good things to have so <laughs> well did you guys have good holidays uh good, good christmas Hap- yeah. you know yeah yeah oh yeah i forgot i had to talk about games right yeah you wanted to talk about board games and stuff right mm-hmm. that, that, that was under really... the christmas category that was under the christmas it's under the christmas category yeah i mean it was a good christmas but i, I got some really good games um None of them really board games, though. So Skirmish, two card games and a dice game. So Skirmish is like this mix of like War and Stratego, I think, all kind of in one. But it's just played with a regular, you know, not a regular deck of cards, but a deck of cards. I actually enjoyed it, and it's definitely got some skill to it in terms of placement. It's like playing War, but being able to look at all the cards, but there's five different stacks of them. It was fun. It was definitely fun. So that was a good one. And then I got this game called Hive, which is a strategic type tile game. But I really liked it. And it looks really nice. Like it's a good looking game. You know, like how sometimes you just want like a good looking solid game and the tiles are well nice. Well designed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, what, nice, nice quality. tiles and like not like yeah. flimsy cardboard. Yeah. No, no. The tiles are solid. They're they're like that Bakelite plastic sort of feel to them. Okay, so yeah. that was really good. And then the dice game that I got, I think is called Bedazzled. Is it, that's not Bedazzled. That's the, the thing. Bemused? I don't know. Something like that. But um, it's like a, a con type dice game where you have to roll higher than the person before you. And there's Hmm. all sorts of like specific rules around that, but you know, like the 21 is perfect and you can't get any higher than that. Doubles are more than, you know, regulars. And you can lie about what you get, obviously, right? Because you don't want to be the one that gets the strike. You get three strikes and you're out, but there's also other cards you can use. Like there's a card where, you know, you can have doubles of whatever you roll, and it, it was, it's a really fun game with a bunch of people. My kids really enjoyed it. Um, teach your kids how to be better liars is, is always fun and interesting. So <laughs> I don't know. They, they seem to do okay sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, so those are the games that, you know, I really enjoyed from Christmas, but I, I thought that they were definitely fun to play. How did the how did the sign go over? How did the big gift? Uh, what, what did everybody think? Dude, of that? I, you know, came out really nice and I ended up getting, um, so this like a canvasy art stand on Amazon to kind of put it on. Cause that was the other thing. Like I didn't, my wife was like, Oh, can we hang it on the wall? And I never asked the artist to like, kind of put anything in the back of it. And I was like, yeah, I am not drilling into the back of this to put in screw holds. Like that is just <laughs> not happening. Yeah. So I got this, these artist stands and I mean, re- everyone really likes it, but you know, it was kind of like, you know, we were talking about, well, who's going to get it after we're gone? 
Hmm. Right? I should have three of them made, but they're too expensive for that. So Yeah, that's way too expensive. <laughs> but it went over well. It went over well. What what, what about you, Trevor? What was your Christmas like? You get anything uh, anything good? Well, first of all, um my uh I should say thank you to or I know I already did, but uh um, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, my wife uh, got me a couple of um attraction posters from Epcot which I know you had a hand in in getting. So <laughs> thank you very much for that. They're they're great yeah. and That wasn't a setup by the way for 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 you to to say that to me, but uh, but you're welcome. It was no big deal, you know, just you know, yeah. just happy to help. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I yeah, it was it was definitely appreciated. And we're we're talking about um so we have those and where my other posters are is kind of full. So we're actually looking at another wall where we're going to put Epcot stuff and I'm thinking I might need to get a really nice picture of Spaceship Earth done, but I'm I or this is going <laughs> to this this started off as a gift and it's going to turn into a project but not in a bad way like it's have, it's going to be have you seen the spaceship earth art that i put on the list oh yeah you got to look at that cuz there's a there's a new poster I, coming looks yeah awesome. i did but i i actually had something else in mind okay where um but yeah, it, it, it's very like I, I don't want to just do posters. I want to actually have some some live pictures or like. Okay. Um. Yeah, it. I'll I'll come back around to it later. This, this is something that we're kind of talking about and figuring our way through first. So it's going to be probably a couple of months before I get them up and displayed and everything. That makes sense. Yeah. That what about sense. you? I uh so I funny enough I actually got a couple things that are 50th anniversary things. Uh so well I well I got one 50th anniversary thing. Something I've wanted forever and I've just never wanted to ever spend the money on it cuz it felt really silly. <laughs> My sister when we were there, I guess at when we were the times that we weren't there and they were there, they she bought me a 50th anniversary monorail uh set <laughs> the monorail you know the oh. one that has the track and you know it actually runs around the track mm-hmm. uh so the 50th anniversary they have a 50th anniversary version of that that is like the um i'm looking at it now it's got like the ttc kind of uh stuff on it like so it's got like a little stop of course but it's, it's not one that it doesn't go through the contemporary but it has like a stop to it and uh yeah it looks kind of it looks kind of actually like the uh the magic kingdom uh, sign that says monorail on it. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, so that's, I got that. My daughter got actually my, my sister got for my daughter, a 50th anniversary Cinderella castle, which is awesome. <laughs> One of the coolest toys I think I've, I've seen because it has a, which we she didn't even know half the features. Cause it was, the box was all about the 50th anniversary. Like it barely talks about like what this thing actually did. But if you like press the button on the front, it ha- like blinks fireworks. Like it looks like fireworks uh, and it makes fireworks sounds. But in the back, it has like a little tray that comes out that you pull out and you can put in. It comes with Dumbo and it comes with teacups. And you can actually just set it in this little drawer and press a button and it makes the teacups go, you know, spin and it makes the Dumbo spin. It's super cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so my daughter really liked that. And then my sister also got me the Skyliner Funko Pop, which I thought was pretty cool too, which, you know, Damon will be happy to know I left in the box. I'm not going to take it out of the box. It's in the box. That's good. Yeah. And I'm, I actually haven't taken the monorail out either because it's 50th anniversary. So I, you know, uh, I feel like the monorail is playable though, right? Like if it's something that's yeah. like cool like that, you almost have to take it out. 
I know, I know. I, I thought about putting it around the tree, but you know, it's, it's too late already at that point. So right, next year, I was, you know, gonna, there for. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Next year, so yeah, so it was great. We we had a really good time. It was, uh, you know, had got some cool stuff, and it was neat to get some of the 50th anniversary stuff because honestly, I hadn't even seen that this stuff existed. So, um, but the Skyliner one is not 50th anniversary. That one's just been out there. So I was pretty pumped when I saw that. So anyway. Yeah, so that was that was our Christmas. It was it was good. You know, I can't complain too much. But uh but anything else you guys want to talk about with your your holidays? Anything else interesting? No. I just I'm looking at these listener questions and Yeah. Well <laughs> while you're doing that, I guess I should talk not holidays, but yeah. um I was supposed to be going to Disney World in February and um, I'm sorry, but I've had to cancel. I, I know some people were saying they were going to be there the same time as me, but, um, the biggest problem is that it's the, there's too much changing right now. Um, being that I have to travel internationally, it's, um, it's a pretty big gamble, honestly. Um, being that like, you know, I'm sure the trip would be fine, but if, if I ended up having to quarantine or any of my Anybody in my family ended up having to quarantine. It's just far too disruptive right now. That would be hard. Yeah. So we, we made a hard decision and we, we decided that it was better to just cancel it now because, um, we know we're going to go later this year. We, we already have a trip planned in, in November, which I've talked about. And we have the meetup in May, which I will be going down by myself. That one will be a lot easier because of the fact that it's just me. Um, even if things are a little or or not calm down necessarily, I'm still willing to try that because it's a lot easier if it's just me having to quarantine or me getting stuck down there versus my entire family at the moment. That would so, be a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the, the interesting thing though, about me canceling this February trip is now I get to see how, um, DVC rental store is going to work, um, internationally. So, Oh, you're going to rent out your reservation instead of canceling it. Well, actually, so I canceled the February reservation and I made another reservation in May. And the reason for that is because, um, you know, we had talked about there, there's a form that you have to have done, um, before you can rent out your points internationally. Okay. Um, so I have to send some paperwork off to the IRS and it could take as many as two months before I get that paperwork back. So, yeah. So I, obviously that that's not enough time between now and when the trip was in order for me to, um, to rent out the, the, the booking. So I, I decided to go ahead and, and book out my points as far as I could, you know, as close as I could to, to the end of the use year. Um, you know, hoping that I can get that paperwork done here in the next month or two, and then I can engage DVC rental store and, and hopefully get it rented out fairly quickly. So, um, yeah, it's going to, going to be interesting. And I guess that that's the first lesson for anyone who's looking to do this internationally is, you know, before you get yourself in the position where you think you may have to rent out points, go through the process of getting the form done with the IRS because that is not a quick process. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. That's a, that's a good tip. Yeah. That's at least your points hopefully won't go to waste and you'll be able to get some, you know, cash back for it. So, 
Yeah, exactly. If, if, if everything goes well, um, I should be able to rent out the points and, you know, basically pays for my dues this year, which I'm not, I'm not mad about cause you know, it, it, it's not really cost me anything. And even at that, um, if, if all goes well, I should actually have a little bit of extra money that I can put towards the next trip, next trip. So there you go. Yeah. Um, it should work out. Yeah. That's, that's a bummer. I know you haven't been in a while cause of everything that's been going on. So, mm-hmm. I, but yeah. Yeah. And it's just one of those things, right? You know, we, we, like I, I would have loved to go. And like you said, yeah, it's, it's been just over two years since I've been. And, um, cause the last time I went was in, uh, 2019. And, um, I mean, I, I was upset about it. I'm not going to lie. It's, it, it sucks. But like I said, it's, it's just too complicated right now. And it's too, too much of a risk to think about taking a trip at the moment. Yeah, no, that makes yeah. that makes total sense. So, all right, but well, yeah. you want to start so, talking about listener questions? Yeah. So, so yeah. All, all that said, let's get into uh, some listener questions. We'll start with Chris, yeah. um, <laughs> who says, uh, "With all the negative feelings about how the how Disney changed all these things, uh, Genie Plus, Nine Times Spectacular, etc." Do you guys ever feel that people have become too reliant on Disney providing the fun and the magic for their trips rather than just getting the natural inherent joy from family vacation time together? Um, maybe we're just different, but uh, but we get out of the trips what we expect to put into and not just what Disney gives us. Um, I agree with Chris that, yeah. you know, there, there has been, I think there has been a lot of um, expectation from people that... Disney is there to provide magic, I guess, or, or you know, yeah. not provide. Magic, yeah, I know what but, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, but but like that that it's always like supposed to be on, and they're always supposed to be like like delivering something. Versus, you, you know, at, at the end of the day, they are still a theme park. They're still a, an entertainment company, and it like it's not like like when, when I go to a restaurant, I don't expect them to be on all the time either right like it's it's the same by human beings who make mistakes right you know (laughs) exactly (laughs) who maybe had a bad day or like see this is i've actually always said this so this is this is a totally true chris i totally agree with this that your your vacation is what you make of it right and and you can either you know it could rain every day your vacation it's not even disney's fault but if you make the best out of that then that's your vacation You, you i don't think people should rely on on Disney being perfect for you to have fun on your trip. Like you can have fun even in the imperfect stuff, you know, like that's, that's always been how, how we've been on our vacations that it's, it's our vacation is what we make of our vacation. And we don't expect it to go perfectly, but if things don't go perfectly, then, you know, you make the best of it. Yeah. And I, I always say, you know, whenever we take our trips, usually it's in winter months and, like you said, even if it's raining or whatever, we always end up um, at those points. We always end up turning to one another and saying, you know, yeah, it's raining and, you know, whatever, but we could be at home right now where it's minus 10. Like I, I, I would still much rather have a rainy day in, in Florida than be stuck at home, not doing anything. So yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Set expectations. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. All right, Michelle wants to say wants to ask, have you ever traveled with a large party where traveling? I don't. I don't get to answer that. Well, do you want to, Damon? Are you? We weren't <laughs> does, talking. Does so. Damon? 
Do, I'm do trying you, to watch this. The, there's too many football games that went into overtime. I'm actually <laughs> I'm watching a football game on the other screen. Oh um, yeah, I don't necessarily think that for me, it's anything other than people in general have gotten worse. And that's, it's not about like the genie plus or anything like that. I just feel like people have gotten worse that can sometimes ruin your trip. Like not your own group, but other groups. People are negative and, and bad behavior and, you know. Yes, all of that I think has taken some of the magic away from Disney. And I think that sometimes people try to pinpoint that on Disney a little bit, but, you know, I don't necessarily think it's that. I think people also in this age of social media expect more pixie dust than, you know, just being happy if it happens. I think there's just an expectation there. And I think all of these things kind of, um, bring down that enjoyment factor, but you're right. You can't go in expecting all of that stuff. And for me though, I think it's just about the people. I think people have changed. I think the world has changed. And I think going away, you know, especially at some place like Disney where you're interacting with other people, whether you like it or not can cause some uh, issues. Yeah. I have to say, I miss all the, uh, I've said this before. We always used to miss uh, meet people from different countries when we were there. And that was always kind of a highlight of our trip. We'd always meet people from England and we'd always meet Canadians, Trevor, like, and that was always kind Mm -hmm. of a cool thing in the past couple of trips we've gone. Obviously we haven't been able to see those people and that kind of is, is a little bit of a bummer, but yeah, I mean, I know what you're saying, Damon. I feel like people are a lot more negative in general. I feel like, especially, you know, we, if you look at like bad fandoms, I feel like Disney fandom sometimes can be pretty negative. Like, and so, yeah, yeah social media can just ruin things, man. Just, oh yeah. It's tough. Yeah. If you ever want to like, see, just go on a, go on like a, a Disney's Instagram and anytime they post something, just look at the comments on it. It's, it's bad. It's a bad place and, to be. <laughs> and, and the flip side of that is, you, you know, to, to your point, Damon, sometimes you have to not engage with social media because that, that does warp your yeah, expectations it, of the world. It, right? it definitely does. It's definitely set these expectations like pixie dust, like back before social media, you know, it was kind of like a whispered rumor. Like, Oh, did you hear so-and-so said so-and-so said so-and-so got a free lunch or, you know, whatever the case may be. But now like if somebody gets pixie dusted, they post all about it and it like makes other people upset. It just, it, it's a different world, man. It's yeah. a different world. Yeah, I get it's I I don't understand why people get mad about like not getting the quote unquote pixie dust. It's like if it happened all the time, then it wouldn't be special. <laughs> like, you know, the mm-hmm. whole idea is that it's special, right? <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I think you're totally right though. I think people have just become more negative. I've also noted noticed too with a lot of these uh Disney blogs have become so clickbaity and then and within the clickbait is just negative nonsense you know what i mean it's like you'll never guess what ride was down today and then you click on it it's like it was down for five minutes it was you know well i think that's also (laughs) set all these expectations for the star wars hotel that just can't be lived up to anymore sure like i was people were posting about how so many people are canceling because like why we haven't even seen it yet (laughs) yeah exactly relax man that's that's, i agree sorry trevor go that's my problem with all this right now is you know everyone's that's the prime example dame is you know you know social media is making people believe something that you know oh that you know this is a flop and it's like it doesn't even open until march you know i i want to see what people legitimately say about it not a bunch of rumors and a bunch of and, and, and there's, there's a difference between having an opinion on something versus that, right? And I think yeah. that's also, you know, a lot of opinion gets kind of twisted into this 
whole situation. Like, look, I am not really about this new coaster, the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Because mm-hmm. I've, I've seen rides like that. I feel like, you know, yeah, I don't know exactly what it is, but I feel comfortable enough knowing enough about roller coasters, enough about similar type roller coasters, enough about what's been posted to go, nah, I'm not really super excited about that. But there's just not enough info out there about this Star Wars stuff to make a good, you know, you don't know. We have no idea. It's it's not a physical thing, right? It's like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I, I was a little disappointed by that. But then I was saying to myself, well, maybe it's better not to go be one of the first people if that's really what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do think social media ruins a lot of this and, and does change expectations for people and and does kind of turn turn certain things into a you know into a a problem when when they're not necessarily a problem right I mean like I said so many of these even some of the blogs that I used to like before just because everybody wants clicks right so they just go to all this clickbaity stuff and I even saw somebody uh, post the other day to your point Damon somebody posted in one of the groups was like anybody have any reviews of the Star Wars hotel uh, not sure if I'm interested or not and it's like I've, I've seen a lot of <laughs> negative reviews online I've seen a lot of negative reviews online I'm like what reviews of what it's not open <laughs> like, yeah you, you see a bunch of negative comments online yeah exactly opinions but not reviews yeah, <laughs> yeah not reviews give it give it time man yeah. so <laughs> yeah uh yeah i i, I i'm with you damon i I'm, I'm totally with you on that so all right <laughs> i think we covered that so michelle asked have you ever traveled with a large party we're traveling with 20 total nine adults 11 kids Oldest 18, youngest 7. Two of the families in the party are DVC. One family of three, never been. What's your suggestion for eating? Beer garden or thought uh, with, with that large party. We'll be there for flower and garden. Want to eat around the world uh, to some extent, but large party isn't conducive. I disagree. I actually think a large party is conducive to eating around the world because yeah. you can just kind of like peel off people. I mean, because it's you don't have to worry about one cuisine, right? You just, as you walk around, you know, 10 members of the party go, oh, I want a thing from this booth. And then those people go and get stuff from that booth. You know, like, I don't know. I think that's a great way to do it personally. Yeah. The, the, the whole thing about that is that, um, you know, like you've said before, when you go to do eating around the world, you can't, um, it's too much food if it's just even a couple of you. But if you've got a large party, you can buy like one or two of something and everyone can that wants to try can share and try it. And then you move, yeah. like you said, you move on to the next booth or on to the next thing. So I, I actually think, you know, for, for large parties like that, um, that would, that would definitely work a lot better. Um, for myself, the, the, the most that we've ever done was um, uh, we had, or it was nine of us. So it was, it was, um, um, my family, my cousins, and then, um, they brought two of their friends and it, and I remember that it was very, um, like we, we never actually had a sit down meal together, like as the entire group, because of the fact that everybody was in so many different directions all the time. And so that's actually, again, why I think something like, um, uh, flower and garden festival is is definitely to your benefit because you're never going to get everybody to agree on everything all at once. Oh, like yeah. even if you pick, yeah. um, like I, I'm I'm thinking just in Epcot, 
like there's no one restaurant that I would say like they have the most spread of food that you could, you know, get everybody's agreement. Everybody would want to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, like even in my own, like I, you know, I have a, I have three people in my family and we can't all agree on eating the same thing sometimes. So the only place I can think of is a sunshine seasons. That's the only place I can think of because there's like three different options, you know? Yeah. And different kinds of food. And it's just like a big food court basically. Exactly. Yeah. Again, it's, it's like a food court and you've got the different stations where you can kind of pick what everyone wants. Um, but that's like the only place you can really do that. Yeah. <laughs> besides food, besides not food and wine, but flower and garden, besides the flower and garden booths. Yeah. And, and I mean, alternately to that, it, like the, the other, I, I mean, I wouldn't, you, there's no way I, I would suggest doing space 220 with 20 people. <laughs> that would be crazy. Um, garden grill again, you know, it's, it, it, it's the same food, like it's family style. And so you could get, you know, two or three booths and do that. But again, not everybody is going to agree with that or, or, or say that's what they want to eat. So it it all does circle back to the, the, uh, the flower and garden food booths are still your best option. You know, I, every time we've done it with a bigger group, now we've never done 20, right? But Mm -hmm. I think the most we've done is like, oh gosh, seven of us, I guess. Seven. Yeah. For even with that amount of people, the biggest thing that we always had a problem with, or not a, had a problem with, we did it one time where it was like we tried to stay together the whole time, but that actually caused conflict. It, it, with having a bigger group, I think you should just let people kind of do their own thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and and I know it's not doing it together, but I mean, if you know three people in the group want to go and do something else, then go and do something else, and you know, hey, when you're done, let us know. We'll, we'll come, you know, we'll come find you. You know what I mean? Like that causes way less conflict, I think, personally. Because uh, we, we've had that situation too. And it was, you know, there was, you know, some people that didn't want to do this or didn't want to go to this place. So we just ended up doing things separately and it was way better. Everybody was happier. Yeah. And uh, I think I, I just thought of the one thing, one place where you may get um, agreement from everybody <laughs> is actually via Napoli. But again, oh, the, the the whole point of it is that I would, um, you know, I would say that that's a, you know, like you said, everybody's off doing their own thing, but you all agree to meet there at a particular time. And then like the pizzas of Via Napoli are huge. So you could order like, you know, a couple of, or I don't know, like four. You could order that, that family style one that feeds like 10 people. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, you could order a couple of those and then. And then everybody could have pizza. But again, that's assuming that, you know, the entire party all agrees on pizza, which is, is mostly safe. I, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, everybody likes pizza because I know that not everybody does, but, um, bring them to that, me, Trevor. I want to meet these people that don't like pizza. <laughs> I, one of my son's friends actually won't eat pizza. He does not like melted Gosh. cheese. So get out of you know, here with that. No, it's, yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, I've tried, but he, he doesn't listen to me because, you know, I'm just my, (laughs) I'm my son's friend's dad. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's fair. That's fair. Damon, do you have any advice for large groups? No, no, I've never traveled with a large group anyway. So (laughs) I mean, my groups, I mean, I don't think that seven, eight, nine, 10, 10 is not a large group to me. Wait, no, seven, not seven. Hold on. Eight, eight. Yeah. Eight's not a large group to me. So no. 20 is pretty big. That's I, that's I say you get the oldest to uh, take care of the youngest and all the adults go and have a good time. <laughs> I mean, seven's pretty young, I guess, to leave with it. 
18 year old. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Dan wants to know, and Dan usually asks weird questions. So this is a kind of a basic question for Dan. What are your 2022 Disney New Year's resolutions? I have a feeling I know what yours are, Trevor, but. Mine are nothing. nothing. So <laughs> nothing. My, my resolutions. I mean, I just want to go back. That's what but, I figured you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's not really a resolution. That that's yeah. That, that's falling more and more towards almost demanding it <laughs> at this point. But I just uh, want this meetup to happen. That's all I care yeah. about. Because we thought we had to cancel the last meetup. I want to meet some listeners. I want to see Trevor. <laughs> Hopefully, get to see David too. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, that's not going to happen. Wait, when is it? May. May thirteenth to sixteenth. I got like four more months. Yeah, like, dude, I'm definitely not going to the parks if I go. Oh, no, we're going to Disney Springs. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah I, I, I have no plan to go to the I don't the know parks. where I I'd be staying, though. Hmm? I don't know where I would stay, because there's no way I can get, I don't think I could get anything at Disney well, at this point. I have, a, I, have a, I have a studio at Saratoga. If you'd like to, to stay in my studio at Saratoga, you're welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> that might actually, that, that, might, that might change my thought process, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, why not? Yeah, it's just going to be me coming down, so. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> wouldn't we'll that talk, be something? Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> that would be something. I didn't say fun. I said something. That would be something. <laughs> I want, that makes me want to like stay at the park until Wait, like but, midnight and then bust in the door at midnight while Damon's trying to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that would not make me very happy. But oh, but hold on. What does the Saratoga studio look like? What what What's the room situation? I got no, the couch or something? What do I got? No, the no. There, I think they're two. Yeah, I think. No, I think they're. Well, some of them. Hold on. Let's Let's see. No, they, the last, no, Saratoga's the one. They've actually got two queens, don't they? That's what I thought because – oh, no. I stayed at Old Key West and it had two queens. I'm trying to think of what it was at Saratoga. No, it was a, it was the pull down from the wall in the studio. So, But it, it, it was comfortable, though. I slept in it the last time I went. Yeah, as long as it's like a real bed, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's Old Key West that has the two queens in there. <laughs> Wait, but, but who who's actually going? I don't know yet. We have a fair amount of people that have RSVP'd, though. I mean, or said they were interested at least, so – and I'm sure that'll increase as we get closer, you know? Let me see. I got I to gotta look at the list now. <laughs> I got to look at the list and see see if the people I want to see are going. Where 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 is it? It's on our Facebook? <laughs> it's in, yeah, it's, in our, it's, <laughs> it's contingent on whether there's cool people that Damon wants to meet. <laughs> I wonder events. Okay, okay. Hold on. Events, one. I, I don't know how to open it, though. Responses, I can't tell. Help. <laughs> I'm getting there. Hold on. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I'm there. I see it now. Um. Okay. Responses only nineteen. There were more than that before. See, people have canceled. Yeah, maybe. Which is fair, you know. Yeah, totally understand. But what I can't. I don't think I can. Oh no! Did I have my silly Facebook thing? I can't tell who actually has responded though. Oh really? Okay. We'll have to see. I'm sure it'll get. It'll change as it gets closer. You know, we haven't really promoted this event all that much. So. Yeah, I mean, it, I I didn't want to be like you know, pushing it on people and, you know, we haven't even gotten to 2022 yet. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, j- just kind of like my trip is, you know, I'm, I'm, I was really sure that this February trip was going to happen. And then we, we canceled it here at pretty much the last minute. The, the meetup though, again, that's going to be a little different because it is just me traveling. And oh, wait, I found it now. Yeah. It's, it's a lot easier for me. And yeah, I, there's only I, I'm one like person 99% going. sure that I'm going. So okay. <laughs> there's only one person that has committed to going. 
there was definitely more than that the last time I looked. I don't know if a lot of people bailed. But there, I mean, there's there's 18 people that are interested, but only one that's committed to going. For now, yeah. Well, Is that Derek? It better be thing. Derek. Well, Derek yeah. said he was going to come, so but it isn't well, Derek. He, but he, I think he'd better commit to it. I'm out of RSVP'd, so yeah, I'm I'm saying that right now, Derek. You better show up. This is this is making our our meetup sound <laughs> really sad, Damon. You should be. <laughs> hey, man, I, I can only tell you what is out there. You, I can't, can't you know can't do anything more than that. Let Let me say this: is that at this point, I've met zero people who listen to this podcast. So anything greater than one. <laughs> I will be happy with because I've not yeah, gotten go. a chance to meet any of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. And I mean, I, I've met quite a few and I know Damon's met quite a few. So, <laughs> uh, okay. What, what were we talking about again? I, I'm completely lost. Uh, we were on new year's resolutions. Oh yeah. 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 Do you want to yeah. do the, well, let's, let's do, let's do Becky's question and then move on to other stuff. Yeah. How about that? Okay. Um, because I like this repeat question. questions, but we've already no, answered. no. This isn't a repeat. I don't think this is. I don't think this is a repeat. I don't know why it says that. right in the question. This is somewhat of a repeat question, but she's not sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so, so Becky says you're all cast members of the Walt Disney World and can choose the role of your co-host from one of the following attractions, entertainment, or custodian. Why can't I choose my own role? That, but that's the point. Is that that's, we're yeah, it makes it more fun. Another. Yeah. No. I want Damon to be the Mad Hatter. How about that? <laughs> I mean, I, I could, I would do any of these roles, but I would still rather not do any of them. <laughs> See, I, I, I would. Okay, if, if I was going to want to work you, food, Damon? like I'm working food, I'm I'm chefing it up. I'm a chef. Oh, you you want to be? You want to be like in their taste kitchen, like coming up with uh, the dishes and all that? No, just a taste. I just want to be, just be chefing stuff up. Okay, got it. You see, I, I would have picked for Damon to be like concierge at one of the hotels. Because, oh, dude, because you would be, be like, you would tell people enough. how it is. <laughs> and I think no, that would actually, be amazing. I, I think what it would be is that if I really was, like, I would be in trouble because I'd be giving away free stuff all the time. What about, <laughs> what about Damon and guest relations? <laughs> I would do the same thing, though. I would just continue to give away free stuff. So I'd be in trouble. Like, I, everyone would love me, but I'd be in trouble with like, the mouse manager see i i thought i thought you would just be like someone would complain and be like oh yeah got screwed sorry <laughs> i don't know if they complain they get nothing i'm just in general like it would be the everyone would get everything unless you complain that's kind of what my situation you see was. see that's that's where i think it would be great is that yeah you like when people were nice you would be like super nice to them absolutely but then when they're when they're negative they then you nothing. would just shut them down and i would i would love to see that <laughs> <laughs> Next guest, please. Next guest. It's yeah. just yeah. Make it <laughs> nope. You're done. <laughs> you're done. Get get away from me. Get a, get away from the window. <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, personally, I would want. I've always wanted to be a ride operator. Personally, I mean, when I was a kid, I tried to be a ride operator. Dude, we would so. stick you on that stupid ride you love so much. What is that? Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we awesome. would stick you on that. All right, I'm in. Thanks. <laughs> Do me a favor. I'm in. <laughs> But no, you're you're not allowed to ride the ride. You get to watch everybody else ride. I mean, that's fine. I what listen. Does Trevor, do <laughs> Please, Trevor. dude, I'm sticking Trevor in Canada. You're at Epcot. <laughs> Bring some milk, Canada to Canada. I'm at the you're the store dude in Canada. Okay, you're the guy fine. that has to run the movie for the O Canada or whatever that thing. Oh. Is. <laughs> the O Canada movie. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I like it. 
I like it. <laughs> so he's not even like one of the cultural representatives that's like, you know, no, checking you out when you buy maple syrup in the store. Okay. <laughs> Just the guy, please sit in the middle of the room. Yes, that guy. That's you. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. that's good. See, I, I like Big Thunder Ride Operator. I feel like that ride's got a fun energy. You know, you got a lot of people in the station. They'll start yelling and screaming. Yeah, it's a good time. I like but, it. But then you're the guy telling everyone to move all the way down the, the line because they stop halfway down the last ramp. Oh, yeah, you, that's true. You know, you have to keep – yeah, you'd have to keep telling them to move forward and fill in all the available space. Oh, I hate the, I hate the fill the all, the all the available space. Well, mostly I don't hate that they're <laughs> telling people that. I hate that you have to tell people that. It drives me crazy. Right, which that, <laughs> can you imagine if you had a whole day of that? What if they didn't do that? They just didn't say anything. Yeah, like wouldn't oh it be goodness. better? Well, no, because it would. The lines would be longer, wouldn't they? And then what would happen when the lines are longer? Uh, because the the ride lines wouldn't actually be longer. Like, well, excuse me, let me rephrase that. The ride lines would be physically longer the length but the amount of time to get on the ride wouldn't be so it would be like this whole psychology experiment of it being like oh that ride looks that line looks too long let's not get on it see like i don't know i think in the case of big thunder though because like at that last switchback when you go down the ramp where it splits yeah, yeah if but if people aren't at the front it's it takes longer to load people if they're not actually moving down the ramp because the people at the front are trying to line people up for the next car, right? And if everyone's halfway up the ramp, it is actually going to slow down getting on the ride. I don't know, man. I feel like you you bring up a empty train, people are going to get on it. Like, <laughs> unless they're unless they're up that. on that ramp and they don't even see the train because that's what happens is that people are having their own conversations and don't realize that the rest of the line is already like 200 meters in front of them. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh man. That's funny. So, are, are we going to skip ahead to the AR thing that Damon? Damon, are we going to talk about? Yeah, that? let's let's skip yeah. ahead to that. I have, I'm like super excited about this. I don't want to read it, but I'm super I'll, excited to I'll, talk. It's about okay. It. I'll read it. I'll read it. So, Disney was recently granted a patent for uh, AR without headsets, and and for everyone that is not part of the Patreon, it goes to O. So yes, there is <laughs> O underneath. There's a, there's a lot of bullets. Uh, a lot of bullets, man. Well, this is this is an interesting thing, right? So the idea of this is that um, it's a virtual world simulator that enables multiple users to experience a 3D virtual world from multiple vantage points without glasses, goggles, or digital devices. So this is they're calling it like a virtual metaverse, which just sounds like a stupid buzzword right now. Uh, but. <laughs> I hate that buzzword. I know. Seriously, it's everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, but Disney's patent takes digital simulation one step beyond virtual reality and augmented reality. It does seem like this could only be like a couple people at a time, right, that are doing this. And I don't understand even what it is, though. So, like, what's it going to do? Is it a hologram? That's It says, let's see, uh, the 3D virtual effects projected by Disney's virtual world simulator and real world venues can include animated characters, simulated objects, props, and art. Can we call it a hologram? Because... It seems like that's what it is. It kind of feels that way, yeah. See, and it was interesting because I, I don't I follow along with most of the groups, but I don't necessarily always follow along with like the news. I kind of find it more enjoyable sure. for Tom to find the news and then I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. And then I read it and I go, Oh, okay, that that's kind of cool. It I am not like and I had this conversation with my wife today. Like there's nothing that's coming to Disney that interests me besides holograms 
Okay. Like that is the like game changer of Disney that I think I've been waiting for. Like I said, the, the Tron, dude, that's Hagrid's, right? Like to me, it's probably a worse Hagrid's to be honest with you. And then, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, it's a time traveler with some screens. Like that's how I feel about those things. Cause we've done that, but holograms, <laughs> oh boy. Like you have me really interested. If Disney could pull off something with holograms that you could walk through, and like characters would interact with you, like you're in a movie or cartoon, like not this ride of resistance. Look, it sounds cool, right? But at the end of the day, it's nothing new. What's new about it? It's a lot of something we've seen before, but it's nothing new. But holograms, I'm in. And this is what this seems like. And this is why this has me excited to think about going back to the parks because otherwise I have no interest. But it says, so rather than look at through a, f- a phone screen or headset, Disney developed a system almost similar to a movie projector to project on a real surface what humans see on the screen. But my assumption is that it moves as you move, right? So like it, you know, because it's like AR, it's, it's when you move in your head, it's, it's moving with you kind of thing, you know? Yeah. The further down, it says, uh, the virtual world simulator uses a SLAM technique, which stands for simultaneous location and localization and mapping to continuously track the ever-changing point of view of a visitor moving through a real-world real world Holodeck? Venue, like a I theme mean, park it, attraction. Like, can we get a holodeck without tactile functioning? Like, is that what we're talking about here? I mean... It kind of sounds like it, and that would be awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, that, that's kind of moving close to that, it sounds like. A holodeck with no, like, touch. It's interesting. I, I don't even know what they're going to try to use this for. I, I, I was interested to learn that they already use AR training for cast members, for ride operators on how to... Uh, but that's boring. I mean, just it's cool that... I'm just saying <laughs> it's cool that they do that. And and they also mentioned, too, and I heard a rumor about this a while ago, but I didn't know they actually did it, where they had, like, um, a window kind of on the on the ride vehicle for uh, Safari. And, like, uh, and, and so the window would have... They had like radar technology and camera monitors and, and it showed all sorts of like facts, I guess, about the, uh, oh, well, here's an example. It says right here, it's Disney research development arm developed an augmented reality technology. I can't speak that could let visitors don AR costumes of their favorite superheroes and princesses in the park for souvenir snapshots. So they're doing that already. There could be more to it though. Yeah. Yeah, That's not good enough, man. But no, I mean, there's, who knows how they're going to use this. I have no idea. Aerial drone footage, that was the thing. Visitors close-up view of the safari animals. Like, it's got to be real-time, though. Like, I'm it like, was, yeah. I think it, that's what it was. It was, like, real-time, like, this around. window would show you, like, a giraffe and then give you all sorts of facts about the giraffe. Yeah, I don't know if I want a drone flying around while I'm safariing now. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I, I don't that was know. Just that a pilot, takes though. me out of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I said, if, if we could get a non-tactile holodeck, I'm in. Like, that. that's when I'm excited to go to Disney again. All right. <laughs> This I, I thought this was a really interesting thing, but I really I guess I have to see it to really understand well, it. I think. Yeah, I agree. Like, if I need a little bit more information here, I, I want to yeah. combine it with the Typhoon Lagoon opening and have underwater projected holograms in the wave pool. No, nope, that might be the coolest thing. Nope. Ever. What, like a shark chasing you? No, like, no, 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 like Ariel and like <laughs> Sebastian. Okay, fine. All right. Okay, yeah. When you when you initially said, "Oh yeah, let's have three D projected things under the water," yeah. Initially, all I could think of was like a Jaws type scenario. No, 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 no. Like <laughs> like something like that. I, I also want to go on record here saying that Encanto was not good. I just I, that okay. just came in my what? mind as well. That's I ever hear opinion. everyone saying it was great. What? <laughs> oh, dude, no. 
It was it was like it was beautiful, but dude, what was her power? I I didn't see it yet. She didn't though. have okay. It. Yeah, she was actually Why? there to bring the house back together because the grandma Why didn't she was... have a power though? Hmm? Why didn't she have a power? I'm blaming it on the grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it it didn't it didn't do it. It didn't do it. it there was there was not enough um information out there to, to make it a solid movie. Mm. Like I wanted to like it, but what was her power? I, Go Google that and tell me what it says, because it says some ridiculous I, stuff. I thought the whole movie was about her not having a power. I thought that was like the whole thing. I mean, I haven't like, and not I talking watched, about Bruno. I watched the first 10 minutes of it. My, and my daughter, I like the Bruno situation though. Yeah. I, I thought that was kind of cool. Like I thought that was the best part of the whole movie. <laughs> but what, yeah, what's her, what's her power? I just, I, I, I just, no, no, no. I thought that was the whole point of the movie, but I, again, I haven't watched it. So yeah, they, they covered that in like the first five minutes. She doesn't have a power. <laughs> yeah. But then <laughs> why is your, is your answer? Your, your question is why? Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to make it that she doesn't have one, then why doesn't she? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I this is a whole rabbit hole we could go down, but uh, yeah, it's but it was it was right. good looking. Like I said, I liked the look of it. I thought it was kind of neat. Yeah, um, it's good music. Good, uh, you, you good know. But they they it. the way the music went. The only thing I would say is the music got very um, congested in the middle. Like mm-hmm. it was like music after music after music after music. I felt like it should have been spread out a little bit more. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Cause there, it definitely there was a spot. There, was, there yeah. was a long section where like nothing. And then all of a sudden it was like song after song. Right. So, yes, exactly. 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 Yeah. So they didn't space the songs out well enough. Is what yeah. you're saying. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Wait, how did we get, end up in Encanto? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Right. That's Why don't okay. we, uh, cause we were talking about AR and then, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how we got to there from AR. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just sometimes what my brain does. Actually, I think it's maybe because I was looking at the ending of these football games, and then I went from there to TV, then I went from there to Netflix, and then I went from there to Disney you know, Plus. But I will tell you that you know, while I was I was sick, I got to finish the second season of Mandalorian and then start Boba Fett. Yeah, Boba Fett, pretty fire. Yeah, is it? I haven't watched that. Oh, either. it's pretty fire. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I was surprised at how fire it was. Like, did you it, like the second season of Mandalorian too? I mean, <laughs> is it possible for me to say that? Like, I don't really like. I thought the Grogu thing in the first season was cool, but now, like, I kind of want to not like it. You just you don't, you want him to go away now? You want something else? I, I mean, obviously, it's way past season two, so I mean, he kind of does go away, right? Oh well, yeah. So, I I assume that at some point the show is going to go on without him, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like it's not. He's and, too and big of a it, character. If it goes away without him, then I'm on board. But I kind of worry that it might not. But I thought that like Boba Fett was like really good in terms of what it's like. I don't know. I just liked it. I, I, I liked it just kind of delving out, you know, kind of carving out more of the history of the Tuscan Raiders is awesome. I don't know. I liked it. Trevor, were you going to say something? I'm sorry. No. 
Oh, okay. You guys have not seen Boba Fett? I haven't watched it yet. It's on my TV. I have not. I okay. I haven't had a chance this last week. I've been busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, what do you want to talk about next? I, what do you guys want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Festival of the Arts stuff? Do you want to? No. <laughs> I don't think I want to talk about anything else. I think I'm talked out now. You think you talked about everything? Okay. I mean, everything that I want to talk about. I mean, what well, about Typhoon Lagoon reopening with uh, like five? I did. I said there should be underwater projections. Well, I'm talking about all the new Dole Whip flavors. You got mango and pineapple and lime and raspberry. Okay, I've tried lime. Lime is not good. Raspberry good to me. I'd go for lime. Eh, I I had a lime one at the Polynesian. It wasn't very good. Um, I, I I could go with lime because lime has to be balanced with something else. Hmm. You so need it like has to be the one where you get yeah. the vanilla yeah. and lime. I don't think I could do just lime. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Mango, maybe. I mean, I like mango, but I don't know if I want a mango dough whip and raspberries. Yeah. Like mango is okay, but I don't love it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't know. Stand by at Remy's Ratatouille Venture? No. I thought you wanted to talk about that. You don't? Okay. No, I don't want to talk about that because I don't care about stand by or not stand by. I'm just looking at this list of things. I, but I mean, usually you like to talk about food. I mean, how about this Figman popcorn bucket at uh, the the International Festival of the Arts? How about that? I think popcorn buckets are stupid. <laughs> Even if so. It's with with that said, um, if anybody happens to be at uh, um, Epcot and gets one of those Figman popcorn buckets, um, you know, message me on the side because I do actually like it <laughs> so i mean i like it but as a popcorn bucket like here's what the thing do with it afterwards what are you gonna do with it yeah we use our all the popcorn <laughs> yeah see all the popcorn buckets i have sit in my pantry and they're not you know we don't look at them <laughs> so yeah like if if there was yeah that, that's kind of what i feel like about popcorn buckets right. that's why i can kind of take them or leave them well what about these attraction posters from this this one artist that he's got a maelstrom one no, no. i mean that sounds awesome like but Attraction posters. The, Love attraction. The style of them is not. I mean, they all look like the Jungle Cruise attraction poster to me. Which, yeah, like it, they don't even like it. Doesn't you Disney? It, yeah, it doesn't fit the theme of the ride. I don't think. Oh, see, see, I like the style. This is just from one particular artist that I pulled, right? Up, but there's some other stuff. But see, I like the Spaceship Earth one. I, I feel like it's very like I don't even know 70s. Like it feels very like. A cool old art style. I don't know. I like Hollywood it. Tower one looks okay. I like the Spaceship Earth one. I think that's the one I like the most. But I mostly put this on here because of the Maelstrom one because I thought that was a fun. I mean, it is. I just don't know what I do with these. I'm I'm kind of torn in between like like this this spare bedroom that I have. Like, what? How much Disney do I want? I have a cell from um, Winnie the Pooh in there already, but. I don't know what else I want to put in there. I was kind of thinking that I want to put in a picture of the kids from like, if I can get like 10 years in a row, which I think I can of the kids at a picture at Disney and then do the like spot, like, or just, uh, no, just them at Disney for like mm-hmm. 10 years in a row. Okay. That'd um, be cool. I think I can pull that off. Cause I think I photo passed an awful lot. Like, I don't think I ever not, like didn't photo pass. So I think I should be able to pull that off. Um, but I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, no, that sounds, that sounds really cool. Cause I have that for Hilton head. I have a picture of them with the Fusky in the background on the beach facing the opposite way. 
And I have that picture for 17 years straight. Yeah. And I gave that to my wife. Yeah. Cause I had 17 years straight and, and, and counting and counting. Nice. Nice. Oh yeah, that's right. I I forgot to tell you guys. I added a, where, what did I say I'm doing? Oh, I'm going back to Hilton head in April. Yeah, you, didn't you say you also did a Vera? You, well, you have the Vera for spring break, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Vera for spring break. And then like two weeks later, I'm going to Hilton Head. It's my wife's birthday. And again, because we have points and I'm not really about the park, I just was like, nah, not really interested. That was my dog barking, by the way. My dog almost never barks. I was going to say, that's like a uh, pretty rare. That's I think all of our dogs have barked on here at some point, but I, don't, I feel mm-hmm. like we haven't heard yours. I, that's- no, it's because... Um, my son's girlfriend is here and she like barks if anybody new comes into the house, mm. but it's just, it's a quick, it's like a bark, bark. And then she goes over and like licks you, but it's just <laughs> kind of let, letting you know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm going back to Hilton head for my wife's birthday. I mean, we're all going now the whole family, but I think we're going for like two days just to burn points again. Like I'm all about burning points at Vero and Hilton head for the next like two years. Like I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's I mean, it's not a, bad not a bad place. plan. Yeah. No, because again, I feel like I've already paid for those contracts, excluding the Riviera one, right? Like in terms of like getting my money's worth out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't matter to me if it's Hilton Head or Disney or Vero. And I'm excited to go to Vero, to be honest with you. I'm really excited to go to Vero. Yeah, I've heard good things. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes for you. Yeah, because it's it's just that little bit of a different trip. Like Hilton Head is kind of... Passe, because right, because it's been going for 19, 20 years straight, right? Yeah, yeah, 20 years straight, crazy. Um, and it's like kind of more of a second home than a vacation. Okay. So I think it will be interesting to go to Vero where it's a little different because I haven't been there as much. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested because I, I kind of want to go there too. So that's kind of on my list. I mean, that might end up happening this year. So we'll see. Yeah, I think I think one of the questions somebody asked was about like why I don't really feel this need to go to the parks per se. And I think it's just as kind of the kids get older, it becomes more fun to have that experience of a resort like Hilton Head or hopefully Vero in terms of kind of like hanging out than going on a ride. Like it's really cool when your kid's 10 and you go on a new ride or even younger and they've seen a character for the first time in the parks or, you know, you go on a ride like that. And, it's, it's, you know, it's really cool for them. You know, uh, my 18 year old is not going to be like, oh, Mickey's runaway train. Like, yes. Right. Like he's going to be more like, oh, that was cool. <laughs> but there's there's a different experience than going to, let's say, like Vero or Hilton Head and having a little bit more kind of family time, I guess. I think that's where I just am in my, you know, family situation. You know, so it's not necessarily a knock on Disney per se. It's just kind of like, this is that break time, right? So you got, you know, your, your kids and then they get a little bit older and you have this little break and then grandkids, right? You got to have that little break in there. For me, that's kind of, I think where we are right now, which is okay in terms of DVC. Cause I think, you know, people say, you know, a lot of people of my friends are like, well, I don't think I want to go to Disney, you know, all the time. And it's like, dude, you're missing out if you're not going to Hilton Head, like, especially if you don't already have a place there it can kind of become this, you know, family vacation that holds a little bit of meaning because you are going somewhere kind of repeatedly sometimes, you know, it's kind of cool. I don't know. That's kind of, I know somebody asked that question and that's kind of my take on it. I just have no real interest in Disney right now in terms of the money, in terms of 
you know, the current world situation, but like money's not the, it's not like money is the deciding factor of not going. Um, I've been looking up dude ranches cause that's what I want to do with my oldest before he goes to college. And I kind of go like, man, dude ranch versus Disney for a 19 year old or 18 year old, like kind of want to hit that dude ranch. So it's not that it's necessarily the money of Disney like it's too much. It's just for that same money. I want to try something a little bit different and all inclusive to, to boot. Makes sense. Yeah. I get that. Uh, yeah. You, you know, it totally makes sense, Damon. And honestly, like even this last year, because of the fact that we couldn't go to Disney, you know, we, we had a couple of smaller trips just out to the mountains and whatnot that um, th- the funny thing is, is that we, um, you know, again, not Disney and, and, and because of the fact that we knew we couldn't go to Disney, we're like, well, let's just go and check out these places that we wouldn't, that, you know, we'd said we were going to go to, Yeah, but it was like, it was always on the back burner. Like it was always Disney or Absolutely. something else. Well, right. Y- yeah. You kind of get caught up in this thing with Disney. If there was no COVID, I think that I just would have continued to flip the switch every year. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it wouldn't have been any different. And, and not that there's anything wrong with that per se. It's just, I think there is a lot more stuff out there, especially when you think about how much money you spend at Disney that like, for me, this is, this is just a a little bit of a break. It's not anything other than that, but I would take an experience of, let's say, uh, you know, a dude ranch with like, you know, clay shooting horseback riding and things like that for a new experience while I kind of wait out this time between, you know, kids and grandkids i kind of feel like i don't know that's just how i feel like i'm glad i have dvc again obviously i just bought more dvc last year or this year or last year right if it's not a year ago but within 2021 so it's not like i'm not going to go back but i just needed a little bit of a break and i think my kids did too it becomes a little less special as you're going as the kids get older and interestingly enough, we've had friends that just told us like, you know, their 18 year old was like, man, I just don't want to go. And I don't necessarily think I want to have to tell my kids like, Hey, we're going to Disney. And I don't necessarily want to hear back. Oh, I really don't want to go. I'd rather take that little break. And we're like, Hey, we're going to Disney again. Oh yeah. We haven't been there in a while. That sounds good. Like I'd rather that, like you definitely don't want to OD your kids on Disney. I yeah. think it can backfire sometimes. Oh yeah. You're, you're, you're totally right. Sure. Yeah, that's that's basically my best friend, right? So my best friend, his parents, who are like second parents to me, they are the first DVC owners I ever met. They're the first ones that told me about DVC. And they used to go to Disney all the I mean, they still go to Disney all the time. I don't know what I'm saying used to. And they kind of wore him out of it, right? So like he didn't go for years and years and years. His parents were still going, you know, when he was an adult. And they'd always invite him and he'd always be like, no. And then recently, over the past couple of years, he's been going back and kind of got back into it again, you know, like and and just kind of got back into going again and enjoying himself and especially going with us and going with, you know, my daughter and all that. So it's it's it just kind of you know it it just kind of changed he needed a break and it was just a longer break but he got kind of like you said he kind of od'd on disney in his child yeah i mean there's a magic that goes in from zero to 10 maybe 11 or maybe even 12 there's there's a different magic of disney when your kids are that age um as you know they kind of get older and you know we've done a lot of different things at disney so you know going to um what's that that place again i want to say the void oh yeah there we go yeah going to the void you know was was interesting but you know again 
I don't know, man. I'll tell you the truth. If I'm going back to an amusement park, it is going to be for Nintendo Land and Universal. That is next on my list. If if there's either that or they open a Hunger Games park, like those are the two <laughs> things that interest me. You know, if Disney can pull out some VR, I'm there. But, you know, those are the things that are kind Hunger, of interesting to me. That's a Hunger Hunger Games feels like a random one to me, but No, could you imagine a Hunger Games park? I mean, but what do you do there? Like what what's Dude, the, what don't you do there? Get hunted by <laughs> Yeah, you get hunted. That's what I'm saying. Wait, like, think about the ride though. Think about the rides that you could put along with the Hunger Games. I think there is a Hunger Games park in like Dubai or something. <laughs> you don't make me look it up cuz that would be I, I awesome. I think there I think there is. But to to your point, Damon, about uh, like, you know, my son asked about going to Universal as well. And and I said the same thing as I was like, you know, I'm not going to bother until uh, until Super Nintendo World is open because that's, you know, oh, I'm going there. Yeah, that's, that's what I want to experience. But, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of playing this the same way that you are, is that, you know, we ask my son every year. We're like, hey, you know, you want to go to Disney? Obviously, these last two years we haven't been able to, but he's still very much on board. He's, you know. We're like, you know, we can go somewhere else. He's like, no, I want to go back to Disney. The last couple mm-hmm. of years being a break for him, you know, I think is making him want to go more. And and it also, you know, unfortunately, we kind of hit that um, or I know we've hit that transition phase that you were talking about, you know, once they get past about 10 years old. Yep. Um, I know it'll be different for him the next time that we go, but I- I'm totally going to do it the same way as they, when he gets to the point where he's. Um, saying I'm, I don't want to go or I want to do something else, then fine. You know, we, we won't do that trip, but you know, we'll still have DVC. We'll still decide whether or not my wife and I want to go or, um, on the flip side, we'll, we may look at, um, something like interval or some of the other, uh, experiences that they're offering that are not necessarily at the parks. And that's well, the nice yeah, thing about think, it, right? Is that you yeah, don't and have I think to. You don't have to necessarily go. You could still go, like we had talked about, like going to Disney without actually going to the parks is also feasible, right? Yeah. I think my wife and myself were always like, hey, you know, once we retire and the kids kind of have their break, that we would go by ourselves and just kind of do whatever. So that's what my um, friends' parents I, I, do. That's what they, yeah. they never go to the parks. They just go to the resorts and, and hang at the resorts. That's what they do. I did look up the Hunger Games thing that you sent me as well. I was already there. It looks pretty terrible. <laughs> like, I don't need to just like, dude, go, just rolling through a hovercraft in Capital City is not a ride. I told you it's, it's, not, it's, it's, yeah, I, I remember not being great, but I was, no, right. but, I was in Dubai. I can't believe I guessed that right. <laughs> but I can tell you that, like, if there was a real Hunger Games ride, like, that would be kind of cool. Oh, they were going to build it in, in Atlanta, too. They were going to build one in Atlanta, but apparently... That would be cool. I definitely would hit that. Yeah, it's not too far for us. But yeah. this is, again, it's just another 3D flight simulator type ride. Like, yeah, there's give nothing me holograms. Great. Give me hologram Hunger Games game. I just say, I mean, yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. I understand. I, I mean, yeah. So, you, But you're saying you want to be like, you want to be in the... Like, you want to get, like, hunted? Is that like... I think it, it would just be become cool laser tag at that point, though. You know, like no, but think about it. If you had like the hologram experience of following one of the contestants, okay, yeah, that'd be cool. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be cool. You could do the train, like the the train would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll do the train. They they have a a capital bullet train uh, ride there, but it's just a triple launch roller coaster. That goes forward and backwards. <laughs> yeah, that's not so exciting. Dude, of give me holograms, man. I'm I'm in for holograms. You just want to, all you want is holograms. I don't think all I want is holograms. Too much is, is holograms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they can do a Tupac concert, the Disney can do uh, Donald Duck. Um, 
ride, I feel like. Well, the problem is the problem is making it personal. They can do that, right? But like, how do they make it personalized to you, right? Like, how do they make it so that it's not just for everyone that's standing in but the area, o- right? But but I'm okay with that. Like, if you can give me like being in a let's say a cartoon, right, with holograms, yeah, like that's okay. I, everyone doesn't need to be from the same perspective. Like, I'm okay if there's just holograms, like. Grunkle Stan, like walking around, like that would be awesome. Like I would be cool with that. Yeah. Again, the the experience doesn't have to be necessarily the same. I just, I don't know how you pull that off in a ride format with people not walking through the holograms. I think that's kind of the dilemma. Well, I mean, they have a sort of hologram in the pre show for Rise of Resistance, but it's like, it's out of your reach, right? Like it's, it's, but it looks really good. Like you can't see the screen that that it's projecting on until and when it comes up you don't see it it doesn't look like a screen it looks like an actual like hologram yeah but, but i'm talking about a hologram with no screen oh i know yeah but you yeah, can't maybe. i mean i'm saying you can't really see it. it it looks like you're looking at like an empty tube and then all of a sudden you know there's a person it but it's but it's i've also seen that small, with stitch though like yeah. you're not telling me anything new right like i want a walking around hologram i get no i i see what you're saying I, I yeah, get it. yeah yeah that yeah. that's the point right is it's not just limited to one space or you know very focused is that it has to be like like almost like an entire set just appearing out of nowhere without yes yeah yeah (laughs) i feel like i need to call this episode holograms and other things like just (laughs) holograms and and the holograms truly outrageous yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) me and jem hanging out yeah (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a band (laughs) oh man okay all right (laughs) Uh, I feel like you, did, you didn't grow up in the same 80s that we did, Tom. You told I, I mean, I grew I did. He's younger than, well, I'm older am, than both of you, yeah. but he's he's younger, way younger. You weren't the watching Gemini Holograms at five. You were watching Sesame Street. Stop. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I know that reference, though. I didn't hear you say it. <laughs> How many episodes of Gemini Holograms did you see? Oh, God, I don't know. I, I know the reference. I'm just saying I didn't watch I didn't, yeah, so I didn't think I watched it. I just don't know of it. We all had to suffer through that. Yeah, I, I had an older sister, so I had to. It was on a lot. And it was a terrible cartoon. It was. Very terrible. <laughs> it was no centurions, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> what are we, where are we? Anyway, <laughs> I don't even know where we are anymore. I don't it's over. I think the episode is over. Well, you no, just don't know not, it yet. No, I want to talk about. I want to talk about this food from uh, the Festival of the Arts. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, All right, you guys talk about that food. I see. This is the first time I'm going to let everyone know. I'm actually leaving prior to the food conversation. Wow, Sorry, that's, everybody. That's, that's, I, I thought we were going to talk about the DVC news as well. And you oh, we can talk about that too. That. Yeah, we could, we could talk about that. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely leaving that. Oh, we want to talk about standby. We, we want to talk about standby for for Remy's too. We can talk about that. All right. That that's fine, Damon. All right. <laughs> we could we could call it a day. Bye, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time, Damon. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you next time. You made it longer than you usually do, so yeah. that's that's good news. So, uh, <laughs> so DVC affiliation added to Magic Mobile. Now we we talked about this before. This was coming, but now it's set up. I did notice that I already had Magic Mobile set up, and I already have a DVC card, but I don't think it actually shows my entitlements. I mean, you know, like my affiliations or whatever. So I think I need to go and redo it. I'm going to look at this right now, because now that you're saying that, I'm going to check if mine is in the same position. Because I think I just chose when I did Magic Mobile, I think I just chose the DVC style. You know what I mean? Because you can choose different card styles, but it doesn't like say anything on it. So I I don't know. I'll have to. And I I actually thought this was really useful. And this was from uh, DVC News, who 
think we've had on the show before. I want to say we did. I've at least talked to the person that runs DBC News. But anyway, uh, yeah, so they, they actually had a good tip on here. If you don't see it, then you just have to redo it, basically. So and apparently there's a QR code that even comes up on it, too, that they can possibly scan at some point. But maybe it will take them time to do that. So hmm. you would think they wouldn't need the QR code, right? Like, why can't they just scan it like they do Magic Band and then see your affiliations, right? Like, why would they need a separate thing? It's just odd to me, but yeah, it yeah, I don't the, the whole splitting things up the way that they have it like it, it's weird because they they go to so much effort to try and make it all seamless, but then you hit things like this where it's yeah, it's so yeah. clearly like could you not just make it all work together? <laughs> well, right? I mean, it's better than it used to be because it used to be that all of our DVC entitlements and such we're not even in the app, right? <laughs> like yeah. now, if you look at your profile, like mine says, you know, annual pass holder, DVC and um, credit card holder, right? So like it's, it has all those three in the app, which it never did before. So at least it's got that going for it, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, I guess it's getting there. It's just, it's a little frustrating because it's like, I, I think we're all ready for it and it just seems like it's taking longer than it should. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I was thinking about this before. It's like you know the whole. I a lot of people I feel like get very confused about the whole Genie Plus thing, and I think it's not. It's it's Disney's fault because they decided to name things different things when they could have made this really easy, right? Because like the Lightning Lane is just like you buy Genie Plus to get you into the Lightning Lane. They should have just called it the Genie Plus Lane because then no one would have been confused. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like just call it the Genie Plus Lane, and then you're good to go. Because they they had to be very careful about that though, because I mean we we already see that now that people get confused about what's what, right? Like like it doesn't. But I think it made it more confusing that it's called Lightning Lane and that there's Genie Plus and you buy Genie Plus to get you into the Lightning. Yeah, lane. yeah. I you're think right. that I guess you know people, people are assuming you know? that well, I got Genie Plus. Does that not get me in? No, no, no. This is another thing, right? So yeah, exactly. It's yeah. confusing because. Even if they would have just called like the, but this would have been hard too, since I think they're going to change it up a little bit. And they, and they already have actually the individually paid attractions. I feel like they should have come up with a different name for that. Right. Like, so you have genie plus, but then the ones you have to pay for individually, you call something else, but it's, it's all the same thing. I mean, lightning lane is just, you know, the fast pass lane. That's all it is. It's nothing different, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know how we got into this. Okay, but then they also, I, I, you know, I saw too that they sent out an email. Uh, I'm actually the only th- reason I put this on here is that they're adding Shanghai Disney to the list of uh, point redemption, which is cool because you know, I, and my, and my wife were actually, and I were just talking about this recently of, about how we really want to, uh, you know, go to all the parks around the world at some point, and so to be able to use my DVC points at Shanghai, that's kind of great. Yeah. Th- so, so the interesting thing. It, or they so they they've redone the uh or hold on um they reorganized everything yeah they, they reorganized yeah. the collections is what it yeah. is so yeah. um the new disney collections feature subcategories of disney stays and disney experiences stays include um the 15 dvc resorts as well as traditional hotel options like yacht club and paradise pier hotel woo 
Random, um, <laughs> random things to include there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know. Like, like I get why they're doing it. So, so that, that's, that's like, yeah. <laughs> that's like the, you know, most people, you don't want to do that. Like, like just yeah. so yeah. we're clear here, this is not like Paradise Pier is not a DVC resort. It's saying you can use your points there, but it's going to cost you way more than actually doing a DVC stay. In, in general, anytime you use your points for anything that's not a DVC resort, it's not really a good deal. But, but again, like you said, the interesting thing is they've added Shanghai Disney to the list, um, which, you know, that, that does open up another window. Like we were talking about earlier, that when you get to a point where you're not necessarily wanting to do Disney parks per se, you know, if, if you decide you want to go overseas and go to Shanghai, you could plan a Disney, uh, you know, a Shanghai Disney trip and, yeah. Use your points there again. Not ideal, but if you're probably if not you're a at a using points, yeah. yeah. But but if you're <laughs> at a point where you're just wanting to try something different, um, I, I like having more options. And then they also said alongside, they announced uh, you know the the new interval um, partnership, and then the uh, you know all the the concierge collection that they had uh, previously. So which I've already seen people complaining about interval, but. <laughs> Well, I've already I mean, seen it. Just started. Already seen people complaining. You know, everyone's going to complain about everything, and yep. yeah, I mean, it's. I I went on RCI a bunch of times and couldn't find anything available. So it's not like RCI was better. You know, yeah, exactly. Like, like, like that's the thing is that I I had a look at Interval, and at least for my like for stuff that's local to me, Interval looks far more attractive than RCI did. You know, just oh, on yeah. the surface. But well, and I, I think just a base fact there's they just have more properties than RCI. I mean, they just have more, yeah, right. What were we gonna say? I'm sorry, yeah. I, well, I was just gonna say, yeah, it's it, it's just you know, I, I, I'm not I'm not gonna be picky about like, well, they don't have this hotel or they don't have that hotel. It's like, yeah, you know, they've just just the fact that I can even use it outside of Disney and and actually, even to to that point, you know, if if um if I'm not able to rent out my points, like if it gets close enough to the end of my use here that I can't use these points, um, I may look at uh, putting them into interval. Right. And then, you know, I will be using them. And, and again, the whole point is it's not going to be like, I'm not going to be picky about which hotels it is at that point. (laughs) I just want to use the points. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. That's, we we covered the DVC stuff, right? So yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about. Actually, wait, can we mention two National Geographic expeditions along with Adventures by Disney? I I'm not super familiar with that, but I'm guess gonna guess it's like guided tours, just like Adventure by Disney, right? Yeah, that's I yeah I thought that was the same thing. I didn't realize they had a uh, a separate uh, a separate definition for them. So yeah, there's Adventures by Disney and National Geographic's expeditions. So. I wonder, I mean, doesn't Disney own National Geographic at this point? They do. <laughs> yeah, they do. Was, yeah. 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 So I guess they just have, I don't know. That's interesting that they would have a separate thing like that. I'm going to have to look this up now, but I'll do this. Yeah, I just, go- I just Googled <laughs> it. So, I mean, yeah, I was, you know, they own National Geographic, so it's odd. Yeah. So, uh, so stand by at uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. This is a big news. And if you're listening to this right now, what's January 10th. So today that the episode came out, uh, the virtual queue is now gone. So, uh, mm-hmm. I think, I think it's interesting though, because I, I, you know, Dan specifically asked what's your take on the elimination of the virtual queue for Remy? Is it just unnecessary after the Christmas peak? Will it be used on another ride or is it just pushing more people to lightning lane? 
I just think that their strategy now is when they open a new ride, it used to be, and I, I remember reading about this in, you know, I've talked about this before in Marty Sklar's book, right? When they first opened Universal Energy, it took them like several years to get it to be operationally acceptable, right? <laughs> to where it was up enough time that they weren't, uh, that it wasn't down all the time, right? Because at, at that time, that technology was like revolutionary new technology, right? And yeah. so when you have some of these new rides now, it takes a long time for some of them to get up and go, you know, and like Rise of the Resistance is a very complicated ride and it's it's something that's, you know, extraordinarily popular. So I think they kept it there for a long time to get it to a place operationally that they needed to. And now it's now it doesn't break down nearly as much as it used to, right? I mean, it's it still does because everything does, uh, but it, it's way more reliable than it used to be. And and Ratatouille, I feel like the the runway on that was a lot shorter because they already built this once, right? Like it's still, of course, going to be unique and have its own little issues here and there. But they already built this thing once, and you know they didn't have crazy huge crowds for this. And I think they probably have a handle on what the the regular queue is going to look like. I don't necessarily think it's pushing that many more people to lightning league purchase. It's going to obviously just because it is. And I don't think they're going to move the virtual queue to anywhere else because I think they're just using it when they, I mean, they actually said in the announcement, virtual queues continue to be helpful with the launch of popular attractions. And then they debut of new experiences and offerings. So we may use it again from time to time for attractions in the future. So I don't think this is a thing they're going to move to just, you know, okay, we're not using on Remy anymore. Now we're going to use it on, you know, space mountain. Like, I don't think that that's what they're doing here. I think it's more of their strategy. Now, when they open these new things to avoid that, you know, thing that happened with Hagrid's, right? Where it was a 10 hour line. They don't want that, right? So they avoid that by using the virtual queue. And I think that's what the point of it is. And I think that's what how they're going to keep using it. So yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And, and that's, you know, I, I remember when, when they announced it and we talked about it is that that's, this is kind of how it ex- I expected this to go is that the first couple of months would be virtual queue. And now that they've got it to where they think it's fairly stable and also, Again, looking at the time of year, you know, you know, knowing full well that the busy time of year is over and everything, they obviously feel comfortable that they can run it under normal standby at this point without any major disruptions. The interesting thing will be, um, you know, once standby does start, so so today, or as anyone who's really listening to the podcast, <laughs> day one, you know, you know, see how, see what the wait times look like because. Um, the the interesting thing about the virtual queue is that it was l- like the the whole Hagrid's thing. Um, it was hiding that, I guess, was yeah. the thing because, yeah. or, or rather, it wasn't hiding it. It was it was it was stopping in that people they you know you couldn't overbook the ride, so so it would never actually get up to a ten hour wait. But because of the fact that it was a virtual queue, they you know they set the expectations that you know it could be eight plus hours before you get on this ride. But you weren't just standing in line for it, right? Yeah, so, it was still a ten-hour queue, but you weren't actually waiting in that ten-hour queue. That was the difference, right? Exactly. And, and so, what I'll be curious of is what the actual standby looks like, because yeah. that'll be more telling of you know, is this ride crazy popular, and it's gonna like, is it still new enough that it's going to be two plus hour wait, or will you find that it'll stabilize itself pretty quickly down to like you know, like a forty-five minute type weight so and i think it's going to be hard to know at first right because this is typically a quiet time of year at disney so it's probably going to be the the crowds in general are going to be a little bit lower right Mm -hmm. um but i mean look at it even though 
two, they didn't add virtual queue back in for the holidays for Rise of Resistance. They they didn't, right? They could have. They said they they might do it when they want to. They're like, when else would you do it other than during the holidays, right? So, yeah. I you know, yeah, I don't I think, know. I, I think like what you you know what you're talking about there when they when things get more back to normal because again like you said this time of year it's not busy and also with you know there's still a lot of stuff going on in the world that people are not like i said you know even for myself we're not traveling a lot of people are not traveling so we're still not back at proper normal i i think what'll happen is that like you said as it ramps up and you get to busier times of the year like easter and and over you know summertime and and christmas next year what you'll probably see is that it, it may be for certain days or as it ramps up to certain times of the year, they'll, they'll turn the virtual queues back on for certain rides and then it'll go away again. So you may only see for like a week that a ride has a virtual queue and then it just disappears. Or, you know, on a particular day, they may actually start, um, you, you may actually see two or three rides in a park that have a virtual queue because it's just that busy. Yeah, but again, th- this last year it's so like this was not normal by any means. Still, so you know, you know, even to the point about well, they never did turn on Rise of the Resistance. I I don't think they actually hit a point where they felt the need to, but that doesn't mean that it wouldn't happen next year. Yeah, it, that's true. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Because it is still, I mean, it is still limited, right? Like they're 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 um you know, the crowds are still limited, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's not, an, uh, we had before where situations where obviously the parks would shut down because they were too busy. Uh, but now they can't even really have that. Right. And it's funny. I saw an article about this too, where it was like, you know, Disney's not going to come to a place where it shuts down because everybody's got to make a reservation ahead of time. So if you don't, then, I mean, they, they've get themselves all the way to their capacity with the reservations and then that's it. There's, there's nothing else, right? So, um, that's that's how they're controlling this. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. I I really just don't think that it's 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 completely about pushing people to pay individually. Um, but you know, I don't know. Maybe that it maybe I mean, it's nefarious, and they're really just going for money. I don't know. I but well, I don't. Think but so. you know, the, the thing is, is that the lightning lane is there regardless. Like like yeah. it's not yeah. just ratatouille. It's 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 in the park now and it, and it's a thing. And, and, you know, I'm not, so the point is not, you know, or well, it's, it's true in that, you know, if you don't like it, don't pay for it It is absolutely true. You know, you don't have to engage in lightning lane and it may hit a point where Disney's looking at and realizing that they're not getting the benefit out of it. But yeah, I, I see where the, the logic comes that, well, they're forcing people to use it. Well, Yes and no. (laughs) Not really. You can still wait in the standby line. Exactly. And and that was my point about, you know, see what Ratatouille actually looks like for the standby, because you may find that, you know, the the lightning lane may, I feel like it's going to eventually turn into a thing where, you know, it's on the side, right? You know, it's for those people that really want to use it. It's for those people that, you know, really want to skip the line. But the vast majority of people will look and go, yeah, you know, 45 minutes or, you know, whatever, you know, I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's where I see it getting to not like a, Oh, you know, this ride, you know, you know, you're going to wait three hours for this, you know, everyone better buy a lightning lane. Right. Like that's Disney doesn't want that. They they actually don't want 
really that funny. many people <laughs> using the lightning lane. <laughs> that's I, that's it's funny because I saw somebody post this about about this too. It's like oh, like Disney announced like thirty three percent I think of people were buying Genie Plus. It was like oh, it's such a failure. It's like no, that's exactly what they want. Like yeah. this is what they're trying to do is trying to reduce the amount of people that get to cut the line because it makes it a better experience for everybody. It equals it out a little bit, right? And and that's the thing for for Rise of Resistance here. Like some people will pay for it. But most won't. The vast majority of people won't. They'll just wait. And that'll make, uh, you know, that'll make the standby line. I mean, you have very few people cutting the line now instead of 100% of the people being able to cut the line. We've we've talked about this so many times on here, but that's how it is in my mind. And I know everybody at this point is just like, they're money hungry and all they care about is money. So it's, it's, everything is driven by money. And it's, I just, it's not. (laughs) Well, so I, I disagree. It is, but there's a fine line there that I, I don't think the nuance is necessarily clear to everybody that, yeah, yeah. Disney does want our money. They do want us to pay yes. for things. They do want us to spend money, but they also want us to walk away not feeling like, um, not feeling like it was like a, like a, a um, <laughs> or yeah, like, like a roadside. Yeah. Or yeah, I'll, I'll put it to like you know like a roadside attraction kind of thing. They, sure. they don't want to come across as that, and and that's mm-hmm. that's the game that they're playing is that they want things to be you know hey we want you know we want to make revenue we want to get money from people, but if everybody walks away bitter and upset because you know you made me pay this money you know this was not fun because you know you I had to pay you guys this amount of money. People aren't going to come back. And, and the thing is, is, yeah, you know, it looks great in the short term, but, you know, two or three years down the road when the park is empty and nobody's using, you know, lightning lane or anything. And again, sorry, it's hyperbolic. You know, the park's never going to be empty, but, you know, let's say it's it's hurting yeah. them. You know, they can't afford that either. They They have to be careful about how they play that game. So, you know, to the point of, you know, them changing Ratatouille, it's not it's not that cut and dry. You know, they're, they're not just looking at, okay, you know, we're, you know, good enough, you know, let's start charging people for it. They're going to look at it and they're going to, you know, play that game. I think they feel that, you know, Ratatouille is at a point where because it's, it's a copy of an existing ride, they don't need to push it the same way they did rise of the resistance, which was in virtual queue way longer. Yeah. So, well, and rise of the resistance also just, with breaking down constantly for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, that was it's another a little more too. reliable, little yeah. like it's, it, it's honestly, it's, it's, it's not comparing apples to apples. No, it's, day. it's a much more straightforward ride. You know, when, when you look at something like rise of the resistance, when there's, you know, three different entire ride systems that all need to work in sync with each other or else the whole thing breaks down. That's a problem. Ratatouille is literally just a trackless screen ride. That is it. Yeah. So there's a lot less that can go wrong with that. There's a lot less points of failure. So, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I just, I just don't think it's every decision they're making. Like, cause they do still care about the guest experience because they want you to have a good time because they want you to come back. It's, you know, 15 bucks here and there is great, but you know, they'd rather have, instead of you paying 15 bucks, they'd rather have you come back every year. Like that's, that's the thing, right? So I, I do think guest experience still matters. I do think it's not all about money. You know, not every decision is completely money, but right now it's, it's very obvious how, how much it is about money because of the fact that, you know, Disney is, 
like everyone else, they're recouping, they're, they're doing all that. But this is also, like I've said before, it's, it's an ebb and a flow thing. It's, you know, Disney goes through these phases where they are pushing this stuff. And then you'll find that, you know, in a couple of years, it'll come back around the other way again. It's like, it, it'll be, it'll, it won't seem as, you know, them nickel and diming it like the, there'll be more stuff available. There'll be better experiences, all that kind of stuff. And, and again, like people, sorry, people have very short memories when it comes to the stuff because, Oh, a hundred percent. Like you, you, you forget, like, I remember when I went in 2006, you know, it was, it was different. Like it, it was definitely a different feel to the park than when I took my son in 2016, like 10 years difference there a lot changes. And, and, you know, from then until now, until, you know, two or three years from now, it's going to change again. And, you know, you can't just, you can't just paint it all with the same brush and say, well, you know, you know, Disney's just bad. That's it. You know? Yeah. Right now it's not great, but that's not, that's not exclusive to Disney. Right. Like, you know, even like Damon say, you know, it's not, it's not so much Disney. It's that, you know, sorry, people are being not cool at the moment and people need to relax a little bit. <laughs> well, I think, I think Magical Express is like the perfect example of this, right? Cause it's like everybody freaks out about Magical Express going away. And it's like, well, mm. and they're like, well, how am I going to get to the parks now? It's like, well, what did you do before it came out in what was it, 2005? Like yep. it's only been around for 16 years. It's it's not like it was, you know, it, it was there the entire time, right? Uh, Disney World existed for 34, 35 years before it even that even existed. So, you know, I, I just think that's what, like you said, is the ebb and flow of things, right? The For all those times, you know, people had to find a way to get to the parks and they did. And then you just get reliant on the service and then they take the service away and it feels a lot worse when they take it away, you know? So who knows? That might come back someday too. Yeah. Or, well, again, the, the whole thing is supposedly there'll be a train at some point then we'll have a literal magical express so ah yes all right (laughs) let's uh let's talk about this uh festival of the arts food and then and then get out of here yeah (laughs) all right um even though we bounced all over the place today we already talked about some festival of the arts stuff so so let me just go on record here uh (laughs) so like before what i was saying you know seriously if if anybody happens to be in the parks yeah um I will pay to have one of these uh, figment popcorn buckets shipped to me. Like, you know, this is going to be a hot item. Yeah, I know. Because I would, I would have bought one of these when I was there in February. Like, absolutely. I would have gone hunting for one. Um, and you know, just like you, you know, we, we like figment in our house and I would, I would have this, you know, to, to like Damon said, you know, People don't use popcorn buckets. We have a couple of them out. Like I said, we we use them as pen holders. And we have them sitting on a on a bookshelf. I would add this to the collection. So, you know, if if anybody is interested, if you happen to score one, and you know, um, if you want to ship one to me, you know, uh, of course, you know, I'll, I'll pay for it. But you know, please let me know. <laughs> yeah, I, this, yeah, these are gonna. This is gonna be the item that people are. This is probably going to be going for some money on ebay and uh, it's going to be this year's ps5 no (laughs) yeah i hope they have a lot i hope they have a lot of them that's all i'm going to say because people are going to want these they they better not have shortchanged on these i don't know why they would do that (laughs) well i mean there's you know supply issues popping up all over the place and uh, yeah, you know, they, I was just reading about the lightsabers. You know, when you're building lightsabers, they were putting them in plastic bags because I guess they ran out of the the normal sheaths they put them in. So, like, you know, there's 
I would hope that they have a lot of these. Uh, but I mean, I just know from the 50th anniversary popcorn buckets, you remember, remember seeing when those came out and there were like several hour lines of people waiting for them. Uh, I mean, that's, I feel like figment's popular enough. That's going to happen too. You know, the, the funny thing is, is like, I, I know that there was the lineups and everything, but the funny thing about when that stuff happens is there's always the initial rush, but every time that I've seen those kind of like limited edition popcorn buckets and whatever, it's always like after that initial rush dies down, you can usually find it. Like it's that's never, true. That's true. It, yeah. it's never been to a point where it's like absolutely like impossible to find. No, that's true. I agree with so, you on that. Yeah. It's just, you, you want to get it now, right? It's impatient. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't need it now. I'm just saying if somebody happens to score one and you know, yeah. if, if you'd be kind enough to send me one by all means, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the first one on here is Pop Eats. Uh, let's see, we got tomato soup so, and grilled cheese. Good. That sugar cookie. So, so the Pop and Art modern design sugar cookie with the chocolate hazelnut filling. That's really that catching delicious. my eye. Yeah, I, I want that. Give me that. It, <laughs> it, it looks like a pop tart. Like it, it honestly it remi- it reminds me of a pop tart. But the fact that it's hazelnut in the middle. Yeah. Well, I kind of want. It that. is called Pop Art. So it's yeah, yeah. They're going. They're going for Pop Tart without saying Pop Tart because ah, it's, it's P O P apostrophe T Pop-t- and then Art Pop Art. Yeah. That's I'm sure you know surprised they're not going to get yeah. sued by uh, Pop Tart for that one. Um, and then they have this cake too that they've had. I remember this one from previous years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a layer cake that looks really pretty cool. So and then of course our figment. Figment popcorn bucket. I don't really care about tomato soup and grilled cheese. That's whatever to me. I, I yeah, that. No, I can make that at home. I like. There's nothing they're doing with it that uh, I can't already do. <laughs> what about these deconstructed dishes? There's a de- deconstructed BLT, which sounds actually kind of amazing. The, Crispy pork it, it belly. Looks, God, it looks weird. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> it's deconstructed, right? Yeah, so. but there, there's literally just cubes of bread. Like it's <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> De- uh, what about deconstructed ke- deconstructed key lime pie with a flexible key lime curd? <laughs> I think that's that's the other picture is the key lime pie. Uh, yeah, it is because the, yeah. the other one is a French onion soup. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would eat that. It looks good. These are fancy it, like, things, though. These is that like fancy. a plastic lime on the plate, or do you suppose that's like know. a candy or something? Uh, let's see. It doesn't really say. Maybe it's like a like a like a meringue or something. I don't know. Maybe it's some fancy looking thing. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. I, I, I'm not sure. Then we've got uh, Deco Delights. Uh, there's a, ooh uh, a, a, a a chocolate mousse that sounds really good. Dark chocolate truffle. Yeah, there's a lot of words in there that I'm not going to try to pronounce. <laughs> oh, what is this one too? Oh, this is uh, chocolate with dark mousse, chocolate brownie, and some other mousse. Is that so? Is the second one the Val- Valroa chocolate? Oh yeah, is that that blue is. one? I think the blue one is the orange mousse with lemon cake and raspberry meringues. I, oh, okay, I think that's that one. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Like I, I know that they're trying to be like interesting with it, but you know, yeah. nothing on these, nothing in these descriptions says blue to me. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. I'm trying to I, figure I get out it. what I get blue, it. I, I guess raspberry, some, like you get blue raspberry, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fair. I think it's just differently colored. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not in for anything in this craftsman's craftsman's courtyard. Cause it's seafood and I'm, I don't do seafood. You don't it's want muscles. muscles? No. Oh, <laughs> 
I no. think they're good, but okay. And then there's a trout in there too. Uh, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'll get a wheat beer from here. That's what I'll get. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, freshman outpost. It's a plant based bratwurst. Eh. That, Jumbo chocolate chip cookie. I'm in for though. The bratwurst actually looks pretty good. It does look good. I, I don't think I've had a plant based one before though. I, you know, yeah, it's to... turmeric aioli, coffee, barbecue, jackfruit, and slaw. <laughs> More again, it says plant based because because when do you have slaw that's not plant based? That's a fair know. point. Well, I think it was saying plant based for the whole item. So right, <laughs> yeah. But I'm in for the jumbo chocolate chip cookie there. I'll, I'll have that. That sounds okay. good. <laughs> yeah. How about so, what, Sorry, th- th- this goes back to, you know, like we were talking about with the listener question before. This is why this is good, right? Because, you know, we're as we're talking through it, we we have our own likes yeah. and dislikes and you can pick and choose. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Th- that's why eating around the world works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why it works out cuz you just yeah. walk around and somebody This is what we did on my last trip and we had uh I mean it was only 6 of us together or seven of us together, but that's what we did. We just walked around. If somebody wanted something from one of the booths, we stopped, they went through the line, they got their food. We continued walking like that's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It was, and we, you know, one of us would peel off and go get our food and then we continued on, you know, cause that the person that just got their food went over to one of the standing tables and started eating. So then people could get other stuff and you know, it, it worked out really well. So let's see this next one. Pastoral palate. Wow. Okay. We got short rib. A red wild brace short rib that's yeah. that's got to be good it looks pretty good yeah. you got some uh, oh yeah that looks good okay and then there's uh, a wild boar cassoulet i believe that's pronounced yeah. with duck confit ham hock and wild boar sausage that sounds that's like a dream for an adventurous eater but not for me that's <laughs> a lot of pork <laughs> <laughs> like yeah lot. that's true yeah that is true yeah. that is a lot of pork yeah. right there I do like this opera cake, though. That looks really good. Yeah, opera cakes always look very, very nice. It looks very fancy. I will say these dishes look a lot fancier than, like, straight-up food and wine dishes. Like, Yeah, th- you know? that's the one thing about um, uh, the Festival of the Arts is that they, yeah. they, I mean, not to say food and wine, they don't put the effort in, but it feels like they try to go a little more outside of traditional. The presentation is a little more important, I feel yeah. like, for, for, yeah, yeah. Then we got a artist table, beef Wellington, which I, you know, I don't really red meat all that often. So mm. I'm, I'm kind of out on that one. And then a pan seared scallop with butternut squash puree. I'm, I'm out on both of those. Brown butter, cauliflower puree, and a lime foam. A lime foam. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Uh, I, I was scallops. Okay. Butternut squash puree. Okay. Brown butter, cauliflower puree. Okay. Lime foam. <laughs> Lime foam. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even, I don't like pistachios, but a pistachio cake with cherry mousse and, and cherries sounds kind of good. Mm-hmm. Morello cherries. I don't even know what Morello cherries are, but I'm in. Give it to me. Yeah. I'll eat it. I'll try it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see what else we got here. All right. Tangerine Cafe. It's, Mor- it's over in Morocco. Carrots yeah. three ways. That's interesting. Grilled carrots, pickled carrots, and carrot ginger puree. Hmm. Interesting. All right. (laughs) I mean, I'm not running over to that, but it's not terrible. I mean, it looks good, actually. Like, I would would try it. See, but I'm all about this next thing. The house made. Yeah. House made crispy almond phyllo pockets with white chocolate, pomegranate, and milk chocolate orange. That sounds delicious. Give me that. 
like baklava kind of yeah 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 it's kind of a baklava thing going on there too i'm also in for they, they got a bunch of hard ciders here too they got a sangria hard cider a chai hard cider berry hard cider i want to try all this give me a cider flight <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly tom's gonna be spending a lot of time at the morocco pavilion yeah it's yeah but just just drinking there that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that's why you're spending a lot of time there <laughs> just drinking there yeah <laughs> All right, house made. Tr- Ooh, look at this! This sounds good right here. All right, I'm all in for this one. Over what? Oh, this is an encanto. Uh, too bad. Uh, encanto Kina. Yeah, it's a, an Encanto themed uh, uh, booth here. So, so. so Colombian, which yeah, Colombian food's good. <laughs> yeah, house made chorizo and potato empanada. That sounds amazing. Yep. Give me that. I want to eat that right now. <laughs> it's making me hungry. I ate already, but I'm kind of I'm getting hungry again now. See, I'm I'm having dinner after this because I'm I'm behind you okay. guys, so I got to go true. eat after this. I'm starving yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, now I'm reading all this, right? Yeah, there's some sort of soup here too that sounds good. Chili spice chicken, potato, avocado, corn, and oh, cream fresh. Oh, give, yeah, I want I want all that. <laughs> yeah. Passion fruit mousse and dragon fruit jam. I'm not into passion fruit and dragon fruit. See it's, that, I'm kinda, but that looks really nice. Like it, does. They, it looks very they, pretty. They definitely hit the Encanto, yeah, theme with it. And I again, I would try it. Like I, I like trying. You know, passion fruit I know is good, and yeah, it's yeah, definitely, uh, definitely something I would get in line for. I'm just reading the next one and, and waiting for yeah. the reaction to it. Naki poutine. <laughs> So, okay, Naki is Italian. So wait, so wait, instead of the fries, it's really Naki poutine with red wine braised beef, cheese, cheese curds, curds, basil, and burrata. That sounds similar to the one they had. They just had it with fries instead of the yoki. So, <laughs> I try it. I try it. We had the one with braised beef when we were just there, and it was it was delicious. I mean, it was the beef was fantastic. Right. I do like this uh I God, sorry. I, I feel they're 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 getting really away. stretching. Yeah. Yeah. Stretching. <laughs> the, 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 I mean it's kind of becoming its own thing. It's not really poutine at this point. It's yeah. yeah something yeah, I get it. That's a new thing though, right? Yeah. They they have the artist palette jumbo chocolate chip. They've had that in years past that's, where it's like yeah. That's just been a thing, right? You know, yeah. I I don't see how you couldn't sell that at festival yeah. of the arts yeah you have to right so well let's see what they have in canada although i don't think this is supposed to be canada food right it's just at canada it's called gourmet yeah. landscape so yeah it's not like it's canadian food right yeah uh so what's beach carpaccio with mustard vinaigrette pickled clamshell mushrooms i'm out on all this i don't want to eat any of that <laughs> really i don't well i don't do i it's it's a beet carpaccio. No beets beets. No, I'm not eating beets. Did I say beef before? Maybe I just misread it. <laughs> beets. No, it's beets. Yeah, I know. But I thought when I read it initially, I said beef and not beet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I might have. I don't know. Yeah. Roasted bone marrow. I've never done bone marrow, but I've heard it's good. It is. It's, it's very flavorful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pickled mushrooms. Lettuce and See, I don't, marrow I don't do anything snow. with mushrooms. I don't do mushrooms. So marrow snow. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. It just looks like it's like sprinkled on top there, like a little. Okay. So so the next one, the wild mushroom risotto. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> the, so we we did the um, we did the the mushroom bisque at Artist Point. 
And it was fantastic. Like, I, I know you're not big on mushrooms, but it was really, really good. I could imagine this would be similar. <laughs> yeah, my, my wife loves mushrooms. I, I don't do mushrooms. I'm, I'm not a fan. <laughs> what about uh, ooh, ooh, the donut box? This, this, right. now, we're, now we're talking right here. Ooh. Vanilla donuts, strawberry sugar, strawberry ice cream, fresh strawberry. <laughs> How many more strawberries can you get? On a donut. I, that's that's a, a a good question. I don't think it's pictured here because I think no. the two that we have here are the inside out donut, which is vanilla donut with Bavarian cream, which looks delicious. Mm-hmm. I would eat that. And then this, what is this? The black and gold sugar sprinkles and chocolate buttercream. It's a chocolate dip donut. That one so, looks good too. So I'll say this is the, that buttercream better be very good because trying to, if you're putting gold, anything on something it's usually because you don't have or it's not good enough <laughs> like okay fair <laughs> people use like gold leaf and stuff to make it look fancy when you oh know, yeah, yeah 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 that that's my only thing when they, when they start like oh you know it's it's got gold leaf or gold gold sugar mm, you, yeah <laughs> I, I don't believe you <laughs> let's see here let's let's keep going here let's uh, we should wrap up soon here so uh what is this just a is this just a uh a bread bowl filled with creamy brie i mean i'm not against yep. that the, that's that sounds great <laughs> creme de brie en petite pan it's a little bread or cream brie in a, in a little bowl or a little bread yeah. bowl. <laughs> awesome I'm in. I'm in i'm in yeah uh, you got a uh, truffle croissant, a what is this? Chilled lobster bisque. Oh, I'm all about mel- molten chocolate and hazelnut cake. Give me that. That sounds fantastic. I, I'm sorry, but that that chilled lobster yeah. bisque looks. I don't even know. Is that the little? <laughs> it's like, it's like Jello. It, yeah, it looks like Jello. Yeah. That looks disgusting. I'm no like, <laughs> Jello bisque. Mm. Oh, disgusting. You no, know, I'm sure it's good. Like, like that's the thing. You know, I know when they Probably do things good. chilled, it's you know, with they have an intent, but yeah, when it when it comes out looking almost like Jello, mm, yeah, 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 not really into what, it. What about these things? What about these things over here in Mexico? Um, let's see, what, what is this? Cilantro. What is that? Harache, Her, Harache, and Caquinta. I I can't pronounce that. Uh, yeah. I don't know what that is. I've never heard that yeah. word before. Uh, carne asada. I know what that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and then That's there's good. oh chocolate chocolate taco. taco. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. A, a, a chocolate candy shell filled with Mexican chocolate mousse and a touch. Oh, I want that. A touch of oh, chili yeah. top with seasonal fruit. Give me that. Yeah, you know that'll be good. <laughs> yeah, that's that can't be bad. Yeah. <laughs> that cannot be bad. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Japan, oh, Japan, Japan. Breaded fried chicken with yum yum sauce and vegetables. That's that's pretty easy. That's pretty. I'll, I'll eat that. Breaded and fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Seems and kind of totally you know, whatever sushi donut. <laughs> oh, my wife would be totally in on this. I'm I, definitely out though. I I would try this. I mean, it looks like it, it's like a looks almost like a bento box kind of thing yeah so for everybody we're looking at the picture of this it's not an actual donut it's just a donut shaped sushi so just yeah. don't think it's an actual donut okay it's not yeah it's, it's just think think yeah. of yeah if they arranged like the sushi or the rice with the the fish over top in a donut shape it looks yeah, like there's exactly. ginger in the middle with some yeah. uh wasabi going down the one side yeah that's exactly yeah 
I'm looking at China now. General So's chicken was a shumai. I don't know what that is. I've never heard of that. Search Google for shumai. That, <laughs> shumai looks it's a like Chinese uh, dumpling. Uh, a Chinese dumpling. Okay. Yeah, they look like yeah. dumplings. And that uh, char siu pork bun. Oh, I love that. Looks delicious. Pork buns. That looks delicious. Yeah that that looks re- that looks really dainty. <laughs> so the the problem with that, I, I've. I've been somewhere that's had pork buns like that, and I ended up buying three <laughs> because oh, you eat one and then you want more of it. But then, yeah, it's I, I can just imagine I, I would be there probably ordering three of these. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, so then the right, they're Italy. over in Italy now. Yeah, they have arancini or arancini. I forget how the right way to say it, but they're fried risotto balls. I've with braised beef and pomodoro sauce. I've had. They're they're the ones that they've had in the past. This is new, so mm-hmm. I guess it's stuffed with something different, and they've always been very good. So, yeah, I'm always. A and, fan and I'm guessing the one pictured here is the uh, sweet sausage ravioli. ravioli. Yeah, take the mushrooms out, and I'd eat that. If you take okay. the mushrooms out, yeah. <laughs> you're no creamy fine. parmesan sauce sounds good. I mean that that yeah. sounds good to me. With chocolate hazelnut donut with powdered sugar that sounds good too. Anytime Call you up. have chocolate hazelnut, I'm in. Like yeah. you can put chocolate hazelnut on pretty much anything, and I'm not going to say the brand name because they don't. But put it on anything, and it's delicious mm-hmm. <laughs> for me anyway. The I, I like the name of this. It's a, a bomboloni. Looks like bomboloni. Yeah, yeah, bomboloni. Yeah, I'll, yeah. That's that's. Can I get stuff three bomboloni, please? <laughs> <laughs> so like down, I, I, I kind of wish Damon was here for this because like. When you go to the Jersey Shore, they have um, Zeppelis. You ever heard of a Zeppeli? No, I haven't. Oh, Zeppelis are the best. There's somebody listening right now that is really excited that I'm mentioning Zeppelis because Zeppelis are awesome. They're just fried dough, but like you would get them like it's basically just like fried dough donut balls, and then they cover them in like uh, powdered sugar. But you'd always get them like down at like down at the shore, and they just like they're super greasy, but they're mm-hmm. really sweet and delicious. I it's just okay. We, one of those things. <laughs> so we, we get a couple of things up here uh, or well, we get the mini donuts, which I'm guessing is might be similar or is it closer to like a funnel cake? It's almost, I almost want to say it's closer to like a beignet. Okay. But yeah, but it's, it's a lot softer. I feel like. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's, okay. it's yeah. The, if It's like a fritter kind of. Yeah. They're really good though. Got it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, now we're going down. To, uh, we were just talking about funnel cakes, and there's some yeah. funnel cakes here. Yeah, cherry blossom funnel cake, chocolate chip funnel cake topped with cherry ice cream, rainbow whipped cream, chocolate chips, maraschino cherry. Heck yeah! It doesn't say where Give this is though. It's just it there's it. just You're right. a funnel cake somewhere. <laughs> it's just somewhere you need to find it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, I want to find this. It looks delicious. Yeah, because I love it because they li- cake. they list funnel cake and then they list Joffrey's coffee, which they they've got all the different flavors of joffrey's there but yeah it doesn't say where this funnel cake is yeah it doesn't all right we should wrap this up we're almost at like two hours here and i i yeah which i i know people have been waiting for us to come back and yeah it's uh you know we'll 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 give people two hours so they have something to listen to I still pretend in my head that no one listens to this ever. So <laughs> <laughs> I just assume like it's, it's hard for me to think about. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say the kinds of numbers that we get, but it's, it's a little bit when I see it, I don't believe it. I feel like there's an error. <laughs> like, right. You know I mean? <laughs> so, something like, must have happened wrong. Yeah. Made something broke. Yeah. 
There's no way that many people listen to us, but they do. It's surprising. So thank you for doing that. We appreciate it. (laughs) All right, let's wrap it up. All right. Uh, So as usual, if you guys want to reach out to us, you can always find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. You know, we, we appreciate your listener questions. We appreciate people sharing trip reports, you know, asking us for, advice on buying dvc all that kind of stuff um so yeah don't be afraid to fire us an email if you guys got questions or just you know even want to say hi because you know we love talking to you guys too um also similarly if you you know if you want to find us on social media you can find us on facebook as welcome home podcast and uh you can also search for the uh, facebook group welcome home disney waitlist which is our facebook group that we've had now for for a while that uh uh, has a lot of fun people in it. And uh, again, more of that discussion with us and with other listeners um, uh, about everything that we're talking about today. And uh, yeah, so make sure you guys check that out. Uh, also, you can go to YouTube and Instagram. YouTube is again, Welcome Home Podcast. Instagram is Welcome Home Picks. Uh, I was hoping I would be able to post some stuff on YouTube and Instagram on our trip, but uh, obviously, not not happening in February, but as we get to closer to the uh, to the meetup, you know, we'll be able to to post some stuff on there. And you know, maybe if we do a live show between now and then, I don't know if that's uh, or we usually don't do live shows early in the year, but uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll look at doing something. Um, yeah, you you can always catch those on YouTube. And if you guys want to get some merchandise, make sure you go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com and check out what we got there. There's uh, t-shirts, there's mugs, there's a bunch of different stuff. Um, you know, if you, if you want to get something that has the logo and help support the show, uh, we greatly appreciate it. Or if you uh, would rather subscribe to Patreon, which is, uh, you know, another way that helps uh, support the podcast. And we do have some exclusive merchandise through Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash welcome home pod. That's also the, uh, the same way that you would get access to the discord servers. So if, uh, you're interested in, ta- uh, talking on discord with us, you can find us through, uh, subscribing to Patreon. Last but not least, if you guys are listening to us on iTunes or Spotify or well, sorry, Spotify, you can't leave reviews, but you can rate the, the podcast. Um, we, definitely we have five stars right now, by the way. We have five stars. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. if, if we could get some five-star ratings on Spotify, that would certainly be helpful. And then on iTunes, if you guys, you know, leave us a review and, you know, hopefully five stars as well. We'd love to hear from you. And, uh, you know, these are ways to help people find the podcast. So, you know, you know, make sure you guys uh, leave us a rating. Just, uh, you know. Show us that you like us. <laughs> yeah, make it your New Year's resolution to uh, yeah. to leave us a, a review if you haven't done so. So, <laughs> um, also don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any place you can find podcasts. You can find us. Just search for Welcome Home, and uh, you know, obviously, the one that says Disney and DVC. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners: Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such all opinions we express on the show are our own so please consult a dvc representative or disney cast member for more information about anything we talked about today uh join us next time for more disney parks discussion of course more dvc talk we hope to see you all real soon this is skipper albert awal the voice of the jungle signing off from welcome home podcast on the dvc 
a huddle when we hit a chair. How she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl. Really 